Oh my God, have I missed this. And I was genuinely anxious about going because I haven't really been in large crowds except for Wicked and I was also anxious for that as well. But this was like, yeah, I was I was very anxious and I wasn't sure what was going to happen or if people were even going to go because this concert sold out two and like two and a half years ago at this point so are those people still available do they still want to see the concert oh my god it was unbelievable i missed it so much and i didn't realize quite how much i missed it until i was there everyone and welcome to my first actual concert review podcast. I am recording this the day after I have been to see the Deer Hunter with support from a band called Redwood. They played at Hackney. Uh, The venue was called Oslo and this is going to be just a flat out review while it's all still in my head. I really wanted to do it the night of the concert, but I was officially dead when I got home, which I'll be going into. Um, But essentially, yes, this is going to be my review of just the night in general. Mostly positive. I'm going to, you know, ruin a little bit. It is mostly positive. A couple of little niggles I had. But before I do, uh, before I get into any of that, I want to do just a little bit of self-promotion. And basically say, I am not going to be talking about my past Deer Hunter concerts uh, experiences because I've already done that. And if you haven't listened to any of my podcasts or you just missed that one, then uh, just go back through my podcasts and look for the Deer Hunter one. Um, There will be a description. There will be a link in the description below. So you can also click on that directly after this. And uh, listen to when I went to Boston to see them. But yes, this is a review. So I'm going to discuss everything. From getting there to the venue, to the support, and then to the, uh, the main reason that we all went there. So, I live on the outskirts of London so technically I don't have that far to travel because there's an underground station just down the road from me and the ability to get an underground train straight into central London is great it really is and it was about an hour to get from where I live to get to Hackney roughly And I'm going to be honest, it was definitely one of the easiest venues to locate because it is directly on the corner of the exit of the station. You come out of Hackney Station and it's just there on the corner, which genuinely surprised me. A lot of the time I've got to go hunting for them or you never really know what the building looks like. It's difficult to know. However, me being honest... I was expecting a bigger venue. Now, 
the times that I have seen them in the past, the Deer Hunter specifically, they've been in what I consider to be venues befitting the amount of of support I believe they have over here. Not a massive venue like the O2 or Wembley, but not a small venue either. You know, there's still enough people to see them to fill a decent-sized venue. However, this, I don't know the official capacity, but it honestly felt like if the max capacity was about 250, I'd say. Really wasn't that many at all. Now, like I said before, this was scheduled two and a half years ago, roughly. And it sold out. So they added a second night. By all accounts, by the time that I'm recording this, they are on stage right now in the exact same venue. After the way they were talking, performing the exact same set. So there's a chance that that's going on. Well, there it is. That's going on right this moment in time. And it felt like the reason they tacked on a second night was purely because they probably weren't aware that the venue was quite that small. I was, me and my brother, we were genuinely surprised at the size of the venue because you go into the Oslo and it is essentially a bar that sells food. And the food looked okay, burgers mostly, but kind of the venue the actual concert venue is the upstairs element so it's the same floor space as the bar upstairs it's incredibly similar to the way that the bar flyer works and i arrived now this was one where frankly we were both busy so whereas in all of my past podcasts i would turn up at about 11 12 maybe one o'clock We've stopped doing that before COVID, and we were getting there a little bit later. In this instance, we arrived at four, roughly. I arrived at four, my brother arrived shortly after me, and there was no one there, pretty much. The bar was mostly empty, and we were like, well, we're not going to queue up, because we can just have a wander. So we wandered around, and then came what I would say was one of the first flaws. And this feels like a problem with a concert that, one, has been rescheduled, and two, just was people getting back used to touring and getting back to doing what they were doing. Because the tickets we had said that the doors open at half past seven. When my brother arrived... We both went in and said, is this the venue where the music's going to be performed? Because kind of just looks like a bar. There's no stage or there's no other rooms. And the woman behind the bar said to us, yes, the doors open at half seven. It's that door there. So people will start queuing from that door there. And we were like, oh, okay, fair enough. And we left. However, my brother checking through... Instagram and social media for the deer hunter and that kind of thing. He noticed that the deer hunter were advertising the concert for that night. 
However, they were advertising it as the doors opening at six. And it was like five past six. And we were like, oh, we better get back because everyone's going to start filling the place out. And even though it looks like it's a small place, we at least want somewhere to lean or sit because we'd both been busy throughout the day. And we didn't really want to be standing on our feet the whole time if we can, you know, lean even better. So we were about five minutes away. So we wandered back to the venue, went in, and the bar area was quite full, but the door hadn't opened yet. And people were starting to gather, but they weren't 100% sure. So we were like, okay, well, we'll have a drink. So we got ourselves a pint each, and we sat down within viewing distance of the door (laughs) we waited to see what happens and there were more and more people gathering i say more and more people at most it was 10 people but there was like from zero to 10 quite quickly and then the doors opened at seven and it was one of those things it just felt like no one knew you know because the tickets say half seven deer hunter told all of their social media six yet The woman behind the bar said half seven, yet they opened at seven. So if there were people that had been turned away by her, like we had, and told half seven, come back at half seven or almost, and the door's already open and people's already in, we wouldn't have been too happy. Turns out it wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. Because we joined the back of the ten people that were there, got in, immensely pissed off, Because he took my ticket and gave me a wristband. Now, I'm sorry, but of the four concerts that were rescheduled that I wanted to go to see, two I missed, one still to come, this was the only concert that had a physical ticket. All the other concerts had digital tickets. I can't put a digital ticket in my concert draw that's not how they work i need my ticket and i I, and that was the only one i had and he physically took my ticket and i was not impressed but i was like okay fine i'll take the the thing put the wristband on we went up um on the door interestingly enough now the door had opened on the door was a sheet that said who the support act were and this was when we found out it was redwood all one word And when we went up into the venue, there was a small little merch stand, which had merch for both bands. And then you turned around and there was just a nice square area that holds around 200, 250 people. And then you had a step up onto a stage. The the height of the stage was, I would say, between my ankles and my knees roughly that was i'd say that was about the height of the stage there was no barriers there was none of that so we went in and there was a lot of people looking around the merch table two people standing in front of the stage so we were like oh okay so we can go where we want pretty much so we stood right at the front right at the left of the stage so we were leaning against the left hand wall at the very front of the stage. So we were physically at the stage. And then we just leaned against the wall. Now, for 
I would say the I mean the support act came came on at eight o'clock and they went for half an hour. And between seven and eight, that hour, the venue was empty. There was no one there. No one came in, no one came up. It it was weird. And we genuinely had this like are people going to come to this? Because, we, yes, it's sold out. Technically, it's sold out. But technically, it sold out a year and a, uh, two and a half years ago. So, do those people, are those people still able to go to this concert? Or, what are they, they going to do, you know? And it was one of those arguments. It was like, I really hope that it does fill up. Because, at most, there's 20 people in this room. And I would be just devastated if, you know, if we're not going to get much more than this. Surely this is going to change. And then around five minutes to eight, the room was three quarters full. I don't know where they all came from. I have no idea. Um, But yeah, so if you were told half seven and you arrived at half seven and were pissed off that the doors had already opened at seven, it didn't matter. Because there was no one in there until like 5 to 8 anyway. But this is where I'm now going to talk about Redwood, the support act. So, in the hour wait that we had in the actual venue area itself, I did a little Google search. See what I can find. I found three different Redwoods. Two of them were bands from the 90s and weren't necessarily bands anymore I don't think and one of them were a band of from the video that I saw they looked like they were 18 year olds and I said to I said to my brother like well I guess it's the 18 year olds because I can't see that it could be the other two unless like those bands are reforming maybe uh, for those that don't know the Deer Hunter, they are American. So the other two Redwood bands were American. So maybe that's what that was. Maybe, you know, they were reforming or something. And it was purely just a case of they were coming over with the Deer It didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't them. It was the, uh, the youngsters. So they were, the best way for me to describe the music they performed was a very much a London indie rock band from about 15 years ago. Now, I don't mean that as an insult. I really enjoyed the music. I would say, if you want to know a band that they're most similar to, and you're only really going to know these bands if you actually listen to my podcast, probably... But very, very similar to bands like Lights Action and A Silent Film. They had those kind of feels to them. Yeah, very, very kind of London indie. I would say like early Coldplay to some to some level. Um, they were good. They were they were solid. However, I'm gonna pick a, a, a quite a big issue. That I had with their set. And I'm allowed to say it. Because it wasn't a problem. With the Deer Hunters set. 
And that means that it was a 100% issue with whoever did their sound setup. And that is a problem for me. Because there's no excuse for it. And it's, and it's not even a problem with them alone. It's definitely something I've seen quite a lot um, in, in and around concerts. I've mentioned it in the past. So they had a drummer. They had three guitarists, a bassist. The One of the guitarists was the lead singer. Another one of the guitarists was like the special effects, I would say. And his guitar was almost exclusively and like an eff- a massive effect pedal, and he would do loads of different effects and sound, background sounds, and that kind of thing. I couldn't hear the singer through ninety five percent of their set. Physically, now I was at the front, right at the front. The only person standing technically in front of me in the stage was my brother because we were both side by side against the wall and in front of my brother was the stage we were right at the front in this tiny venue and their music was so loud that I could not hear the singer now there was a time there was a couple of times when he was really singing and going for it Now, during those times, I could hear him singing, but I couldn't ever tell you any physical words that he was saying. I genuinely could not make out words. And, uh, I mean, come on, guys. It's not hard. You just have to do one song as a sound check. Just one song or half a song. And just have it so that you play with someone in the audience. Just one person in that audience will stand there and say, No, I can't hear you. Now, the reason I I feel like the rest of the music was too loud, rather than his vocals were too quiet, was because they kept getting this feedback as well. And in a couple of their songs, the music, as good as it was coming across, started to blend in together because it was all too loud. It was all just blending. And it's a a shame because I have since listened to a bunch of their songs um, on YouTube and they sound so much cleaner and so much better. And I just, I, I think as good as they were, and I'm not saying, I want to, you know, I want to make it very clear, I genuinely enjoyed their music, enough for me to want to listen to them outside of the concert. And there are loads of bands that I've heard as support artists that I have not wanted to listen to outside of the the actual concert itself. So, you know, I genuinely want to say they definitely are uh, a solid band with the possibility of being better than they are but they need to get that audio sorted out and i mean if the kind of like the muted vocal 
is the kind of vocal that they're actually this the sound that they're going for then you nailed it but that's not what you've done on your videos which is why I don't think that was the sound that you were going for um but yeah other than you know other than that audio issue I think they were pretty solid I th- you know I liked them and I'm going to listen out to see kind of you know how they go and what they get up to in the future. When they then finished, they left, and it was the obligatory half an hour of let's quickly get all of the support act equipment off the stage and rearrange all of the Deer Hunters stuff so that we can now get them set up for the gig. And it's always fun to watch like a, a scramble and in this instance, I will say, because this was quite a, a like a, a smaller concert, and because it was, I think they said it was the Deer Hunters' first concert in two and a half years, since the, all the lockdowns all kind of started and kicked in, there didn't appear to be any kind of like roadies or helpers, because the moment all of the support act equipment had been moved from the stage, the band, the Deer Hunter, just came out and started setting everything up that they needed all themselves. They were just doing it all themselves, which, you know, is great because everyone cheered and were like, hey, we're here for you kind of thing. Although it does diminish a little bit the idea of when they finally leave the stage and all the lights go down, everybody cheers because, oh, we're going to see the band in a minute. I mean, we saw them literally just now. Um, so it's like, you know, they're, they're right there. We saw them. So it diminishes that a little bit, but it was great to see, because, you know, you get to see them a bit, get set up and get everything ready. They also brought out the set lists, and my brother was able to take a picture. So I have the set list, or a picture of the set list. And honestly, I'm going to explain. We had a lot of conversation about what they could possibly do in this concert for those who don't know the deer hunter then this will be like news to you they have a ridiculous amount of content they have albums which are called the acts of which there are five i believe and then they have uh the color spectrum which i believe is six different uh, EP slash albums. I I say they're more like EPs um, than full-fledged albums. And they've got a new album that they've been working on, and by all accounts, I think it, it is released tomorrow from when I'm recording this. So when this comes out, the new album will actually be out. Now, that's a lot of material. How do you choose? How do you go about deciding what songs to pick off of five albums, six EPs, and a new album? It's I couldn't even consider, especially when... I mean, I don't think they've necessarily had any proper official released singles over here. Maybe in America... But I don't think they have over here. And if they have, I've never seen one. I've never seen... I never hear them on the radio. I never see them on, you know, the music TV stations. 
So you can't even say, well, what we'll do is we'll pick our most popular releases and then just a selection of songs we like. Because what releases? You haven't had any releases. There's so much to go by. And we didn't know if we were going to get only stuff from the acts, only stuff from the from the colour spectrum. Being that the new album is something very much all of its own, it doesn't really tie in with the other two. So we had no clue. And realistically, what we got was a little bit of all of it, which was great. They played three songs off of the new album and then a handful from here and a handful from there and it was it was really good because you got a nice little mixture they uh, also performed what i considered to be my favorite song of theirs which was fantastic but however you know i'm getting ahead of myself we uh yeah we waited for them they got everything they needed sorted out and then yeah they left the stage and then all the lights went out and everybody cheered and again we were kind of like i mean we saw him just now but yay kind of you know all right yes fair enough yay then it got to a point where the band officially came out and they all stood and you know they all got ready and then they performed and they started they kicked off their their concert now I think, for me personally, this was probably one of the most fun concerts I think I've been to. You see, first of all, as like kind of a... I don't know, I can't remember whether this is something that they did before or whether this was something they did for this, being more of a stripped-back concert. But nine times out of ten, what happens is... The people that have guitars tend to take, God, I don't know, eight to ten guitars on tour with them. And the reason they take so many, mostly, is because what they want to do is they want to not have to waste time retuning guitars between songs. So, or or have guitars that do different effects, if that makes sense. So nine times out of ten, what they want to do is they'll have all these guitars set up for different songs. And then they'll get handed the songs in the right orders so that they can just pick up a song, plug it in, go boom, boom, boom. Yep, that's right. And just go. And there's no gaps. In this instance, they didn't do that. What they did, which again, I thought was great. But what they actually did in this instance was they just retuned one guitar for the entire um for the for the entire gig so between every song we had a couple of minutes where they were tuning and getting the, their equipment ready for the next song so what they would do rather than just stand there in silence because they did even make a reference to the concept of just standing in silence whilst all the us talk amongst ourselves what they would do is they would riff with us they were telling jokes they were just having fun messing around with each other messing around with us and it was so light-hearted and hysterically fun it really really was 
you did occasionally have the oh, I, I don't want to be too harsh but you you occasionally get the idiot shouting things um and then the band try and react to whatever's been shouted um to make a joke out of it or you know whatever and it's i mean, I mean it's kind of like i get that you know that they're having fun and that they're they're kind of riffing in order to fill time whilst they're tuning the the equipment's ready for the next song but they're not going to have a full conversation with you dude just stop just just you know cheer and and do whatever but you don't have to ask questions or like shout a statement to them because you need them to hear you it was it was a bit weird sometimes but that was from the crowd's point of view not from the band the band were hysterical all the way through they were really funny they were constantly thanking us and uh, you know we were happy to be there we and i can say that on behalf of the entire crowd <laughs> we were truly happy to be there to hear some new stuff was cool um you know we get to hear some of that stuff as well which was great yeah i would say for me personally if you want a sound of what i consider like i would say like the quintessential sound for the deer hunter and probably one of the songs that went down the best that night uh look for the song revival it was essentially right in the middle of the concert and it was a massive hit it was so much fun um yeah it was great it really really was and i think as well especially from the point of view of a band who are american their biggest hits have been in america you know you've never had like single big single releases that have charted that get pla- that get like radio airplay or anything along those lines I suppose you don't really know the extent of how much people actually know your stuff, I suppose. Now, some concerts I've been to, I'd say like half of the actual audience are actually from another country. They'll be from the country in question. So, like in this instance, there were probably a small handful of Americans that at the time thought it would be good we'll get flights to the uk go to london for a week or so like i did when i went to boston to see them and it's like well it'll be a smaller intimate gig than it would ever be in america so we get the advantage of that as well and i feel like that was probably a small makeup but you never really know and you know for 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 them for for the deer hunter it must have been such a good feeling when the entire audience are singing along to the just the music not even the words the you know there there are quite large instrumental sections and the audiences were just singing along to those making noises that sound like the instruments and you could see from the look on the faces of the band that they were hugely thankful just for having you know, us recognise these songs. And that just played into them wanting to kind of play up more as well. 
it was such a good night. It really was. Right near the end, um, they played The Church and the Dime, and that is my favourite song. And, oh, I'll tell you what. I said at the beginning just how much I missed it. The thing is, I didn't really consider how much I missed to to be standing there with my favourite Deer Hunter song on. A song that I play quite a lot. But it's it's so loud that I you can't even hear your own thoughts. But just the, the whole atmosphere around you is so vibrating. It's there's nothing like it. There's truly nothing like it. It was unbelievably great. It really, really was. Actually, at one point, Casey, the lead singer, said that um, he just kept forgetting what to do and how to do things. And is at one point he asked if he was playing the right note um, and things like that. And at one point he made a reference of, I'm really just, I'm not match fit. I'm not match ready or something along those lines. Like I'm, I'm completely out of practice doing this for so long that, um, I'm not even sure I'm doing it right at this point, kind of kind of thing. But, you know, from someone that was there, one, you couldn't really tell. Not 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 if if they hadn't have brought it to our attention quite as much, I don't think it would have been that obvious. And secondly, it actually inspired the idea of the the whole riffing things that they did. So for me, do that more it was hugely great it really really was however the concert came to an end and the band left but the lights stayed down and people thought there was going to be another song and they started chanting for one more song and then just the lights came on and people carried on chanting and then they started playing the house music and people carried on chanting and by this time we'd already left because we had seen the set list and we knew there were no more songs. But um, I think a lot of people don't realise that there is like an area curfew that happens when a lot of the time the bands don't have a choice. They have to have finished their performance by a certain time. Um, But, you know, I enjoyed it. I felt that the song choices were fantastic. We got a nice little mixture. But then I realised at this point, well, I knew quite early on beyond this point, that I too, I'm not match fit. Fit being the operative word there because um, the concert finished. We uh, went to the loo. And then we made our way back. Took an hour to get back. I arrived home at quarter to twelve. I laid in bed. And I don't think that there was a part of me that wasn't in pain. (laughs) Wasn't aching or throbbing or hurting. I tell you... like. Every every part of my legs, my ankles, my calves were cramping, uh, my knees, my back, my hips, my shoulders. It's funny because I've only ever had this at a concert. 
and it's happened before, so I know it, it, it's a thing apparently. But if you, if I wear a jacket, and then I've got my arms down by my side for you know three four hours in the build up, and then the concert itself, it's like there's a weight pulling my shoulders down, so my shoulders ache by the end of it as well. I had worn through my my heels in my socks. So I've now got blisters on the back of both my uh, my feet. So that's nice. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was it was. Oh, my I was not used to it. I was not. I thought I would have been fine, but yeah, no. I need I need more practice. It it turns out. Um, so that you know, this morning I I like woke up and I had a shower and everything just was like, oh, that feels slightly better, you know. Um. But yeah, it was one of those things where, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, it was a fantastic night. It was a really good, really good evening. You know, the the venue was really nicely positioned. Honestly, the support act were solid, but needed a little... They need to get that audio sorted, really. Uh, because my brother said the same thing. The moment they set finished, he looked to me and said... Could you hear anything he was singing about? And I said, no, couldn't. No, not at all. So, you know, it was clearly an obvious uh, issue. But, you know, they get that fixed. I think they could they could do well. And then Deer Hunter were fantastic, entertaining, funny, amazing music. It was an excellent, excellent night. But from a personal thought... I'm concerned that I'm not going to be able to do this that more, for that much longer. We were discussing it, actually, before we went in, while we were sitting in eyes, in within eyes view of the door. We uh, were talking, saying, obviously, we have David Gray. Um, he is going to be on the 27th of May. So the 1st of June podcast is going to be uh, the review that I've done now, but for that concert, which I'm so immensely looking forward to. I can't even put into words. But then other than that, we don't have any other tickets. We don't have any other concerts. There are three bands that 10, 15 years ago not only were we begging to see, we did go and see, we would have seen, without question, at the drop of a hat, we just don't want to go see them now. And that's largely because the music's changed and it's not really the music that we like anymore. If we knew they were going to be playing their older stuff, we'd be much more you know, willing to maybe go and see them. That's not what it's going to be. So the concert's just not for us. And then there's a whole handful of, of bands, which I was saying to my brother, I had a problem because the concerts went on sale and within an hour of the tickets going on sale, either the concert was sold out completely or the tickets were so expensive that I just didn't see the point. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that I th I feel like those, those artists 
don't deserve that much money. I'm just saying I personally can't afford that much money just to go into a concert. And normally that level of money would only normally be levied on someone of the caliber of Billy Joel, Elton John. Kind of those people, those that level of name I expect to pay a lot of money to see. And a lot of these people, I don't consider them up there. And I really don't have money to go and see these these people. I, I just don't. And we were saying that, you know, other than, unless other acts announce concerts and um, that, you know, that they're ones that are reasonable and that we want to go to, at this moment in time, the David Gray concert looks like it's the last one for a while, at least this year. And that's just really upset me because I enjoyed it so much. I want more. But I don't know. I don't just want to go to concerts for stuff I don't like. I feel like half of my enjoyment is the fact that I know the music. There have been times when I've gone to a concert with my brother for a band that he would listen to and I don't really know who they are. And I just don't really enjoy it because I don't. You know, it, I'm essentially waiting for the time to run out because I don't know anything. And the music's still fine, but it's just one of those moments, you know. So, I don't know. Hopefully, there will be more. There are a couple of people I'm considering that I wouldn't mind going to see if they tour. So, that'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, it was more of a, oh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I don't know. I haven't really got any coming up, really. Um, we've got one, and then that's it for the year so far, so, you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, there'll be more, and it'll be fine. But yeah, that was my review for the night of Deer Hunter featuring Redwood at the Oslo venue in Hackney, London. And if anyone went to the second night, this was the first night. So thank you so much for listening. Next time, as I've said earlier, my next podcast is going to be specifically reviewing and talking about the David Gray concert. Now that one will literally be, the concert's on the 27th and the podcast comes out the 1st. So there's only like a handful of days in the middle in which I have to record and edit and release. So should still be okay. I can't see it being a problem. I tend to leave these to the last moments anyway. So I I normally do record, edit and release within a few days. So that should, should be okay. So keep an ear out for that. And I will see you next time.